Blog Talk Radio. Morning, everybody. It's the Bird Brains with Ken and Mark, my partner, Mark Eckel. I'm Ken Dunnick, and we're going to talk about some Eagles football. Mark, is the second week in a row. i got to run laps. I'm late to the podcast. I've had a heck of a week. On Monday, I got my COVID shot. Uh, that took most of the morning, and then yesterday my car's wife, uh, my wife's car died, and I had uh, all kind of running around to do. But anyway, we're going to talk. You're about, just too busy. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty busy. I will you admit are. I'm pretty. You know, I'm going to be 66 years old. Aren't you supposed to like sit, be sitting in a, a bed yeah, like somewhere? Yeah, I'm not even that old, and I. I don't, do you, I don't, do you have a drink with a parasol in front of you right now? Or are you, I don't do parasols. No, I don't no. do parasols. I, I, I have a drink, but your, your, no reputation, your reputation would be damaged. I, the, the busiest I do is waiting for you to let me know when we're going to do the podcast. I know. Right. <laughs> and it kind of changes by the hour, actually. So thanks for being flexible. Well, like I said, I mean, flexible is my thing. I, I can <laughs> let, let me know when. Yes, I have a doctor's appointment or something. When you get old, you do go to the doctor for it. Yeah, wait a minute. You had a dentist appointment this yeah, week, so it wasn't it wasn't all on me. But anyway, uh, I digress. We're going to talk about a lethargic Eagles win. By the way, this podcast is brought to you by Jersey Man and Philly Man Magazine, the only magazine catering to men's interest in the Delaware Valley. If you'd like to attend one of our networking events, contact me, Ken, at jerseymanmagazine.com. So, Mark, you and I, uh, as usual, we were texting uh, during the Eagles game, and uh, I think the word lethargic came up a lot. We, you know, at the beginning of the game was an embarrassment. I mean, they, the Indianapolis, who I believe had not scored an opening drive touchdown all year long, went right down the field, uh, ran the ball uh, right down the Eagles' throats, Um it was interesting that the Eagles uh, picked up two defensive linemen this week, Linval Joseph and, and Dominican Sue, and Joseph actually started the game, and uh, they still couldn't stop the run. It got a little bit better as the game went on, but it was a scary start to Sunday's game. Yeah, the def- but the defense did pick. I mean, after that first drive, um, the defense was pretty good. Uh, the offense is what concerned me the most, and – you know, last week when they lost to Washington, we we did the podcast, and you know, I knew we some Eagle fans. You know, that's why they're Eagle fans; they panic over little things. Um, I wasn't concerned about that loss at all, to be honest. I it happens; they were nine and zero, eight and zero. There, things happen when you're undefeated. Like you said, the targets on your back, all that kind of stuff. I didn't think they would lose at home to a division team on Monday night, but they did. But I'm actually more. Even though they won the game, and a win's a win, and you never apologize for, for a win. I'm, I learned that a long time ago. But from a concern standpoint, I'm more concerned with the way they played against the Colts than the Washington game because the Colts are bad. I mean, that's a yeah. bad football team. Um, Matt Ryan is finished. I mean, he's just not – he hasn't, he hasn't been good in a couple of years, and he's just kind of a shell of what he was at this point. By the way, speaking of Matt Ryan, why don't we blitz a guy who can't move? Why don't Why don't we pressure a quarterback who's just is not a threat to run the football? Uh, you know, yeah, we either play we either play straight straight cover one, or we or we go into that that Tampa two and, and sit back. And I I don't get it. I mean, listen, it's and I, I hear we're nine and one, and I'm thrilled. But when you look at a football game and you see obvious matchups that could benefit your football team, I, I'm not sure I understand why they don't do more of that. 
Yeah, I was, like I said, but again, the defense, like, after, I mean, I'm more concerned with the fact that the only good play the offense has is when Jalen Hurts does Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to rely on that? Do you want to get the guy killed? No, you don't want to rely on that. And like you said, listen, it worked great last week, and they won the game. And uh, the quarterback draw, the winning touchdown, was, was brilliantly schemed and devised and executed. I can't say enough about that. Um, but, I mean, he walked in and nobody hit him. Nobody took that. That's, that's amazing that that happened. Yeah. I don't know if it's – I'm giving the Eagles all the credit. If I was – if we were doing a Colts podcast, I'd probably be killing the Colts defense for allowing that to happen. But, um, no, but, but no, you can't – Jalen Hurts can't be – no quarterback, Jalen Hurts or anybody else – can be that percent of your offense, that high Mark, percent of Mark, your offense. 16 attempts, 8 for 86 yards. Now, the production was there, but you don't want your franchise quarterback running the ball 16 times. Miles Sanders only ran it 13 times for 47 right. yards. And I don't know if you noticed, but in crunch time, when the Eagles were driving for the winning score, it wasn't Sanders in the game. It was Boston, Boston Scott. And Scott. I, didn't hear, I didn't hear about an injury either. No, no. And, the, um, I don't – was that – I don't know what happened there, but yeah, I did notice that, and I thought I assumed Sanders had gotten like you know nothing, not a major injury, but maybe just got a little tweak to his ankle or something. But no, no one, no one told us he was hurt afterwards. So uh, that that that's going to be interesting to see going forward. Are they blending time? Is it no longer you know one and one and two? Is it one and one a now? I don't. It was, it was only that series. I mean, Scott only carried it three times in the game, and it was just interesting that it happened. Uh, but it, yeah, uh, they didn't run much. They didn't run much at all. Yeah. Um, but I'm just I'm concerned that the amount that they're putting on Hurts, number one, and like you said, two, when he does run, he's no longer a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So that gives every any linebacker or, or strong safety or anyone the chance to just, hey, you're fair game now, buddy. Yeah. We can hit you high. We can hit you low. We can do anything we want. We can do anything we want. You know, and, and keep in mind. Lose God forbid they, they, they lose him. The season's over. Keep in mind that uh, the Eagle, the Indianapolis could have gone up 16-3 to in the second Come half. So they, they, yeah, they missed, they missed a field goal. Missed and, a field goal. Uh, and they had first in the hole. Yeah. And Ryan didn't get it done. Now, i got to bring this up since we mentioned last week that they, the Eagles had a terrible call or terrible non-call. Well, they, they, got, they were the benefit of a non-call this week. Cause, yeah, well, they were due. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good even non-call. That was a face mask against yeah. Matt Ryan. It certainly wasn't as blatant as the one no. sent Goddard uh, to the sideline, but it was still a, a face mask that should have been called. And, you know, we'll rehash the point. I mean, do you, do you have a master ref? Do you call it? Do you want to nitpick every call? Or you know, I, It's funny how my, uh, my view has changed because last week when it happened to Goddard, I was in favor of a master ref and changing the play, and now this week it happened to them, and I'm like, yeah, okay, let it go. It's just the bottom line is the referees just I – don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's more – maybe I'm getting – as I get older, I get more grumpy about it, but they're just not good. I mean, not just Eagle games. Every game there's, there's so many missed miss blatantly, like you said, obvious calls that are missed that there's got to be a way to fix that. Somehow. And there, and there's two officials standing right uh, there. in the, in the backfield. So I don't, you know, if you, and their only job is to really watch the quarterback and, and make sure nothing happens to them and they missed that one. But anyway, you know, we move on. What do you think about, um, 
Nick Sirianni's little rant at the end of the game. Did you see that when he ran over yeah. to the sideline well, and started talking about his buddy Frank Wright? Yeah, that, that, listen, Nick Sirianni's doing a very good job as head coach. So if he was better than I thought he would be. Um, the players seem to rally. They, they, he, he's, players seem to love, love him, which is important. Um, but he's also, like I said, he, 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 some of his schemes are very good. He, he, he's using the weapons that he has. But I think I'm watching that game, and I, I was texting you saying, what's going on? The Colts are not good. This, this should not be closer. They can't lose to this team. Not, you know. Well, I think I figured out after hearing Sirianni and him reading his quotes even the next day, he wasn't ready for that game. He was too worried, too concerned about beating them because they fired his buddy. And that's where Sirianni has to grow up. Yeah. This isn't high school. Right. You know, he, and he has that he has that great energy and emotion and it's all that's all well and good, but this is the NFL. Guys get fired. Frank Wright didn't get fired because they he's a bad guy or you know, he did something yeah. wrong. because he wasn't winning games. Mm-hmm. That's how it works in the NFL. Hey, Nick, you got your job because Doug Peterson got fired. Or you'd still be in Indianapolis. Right? I mean, people get fired. And you could argue all day that Doug Peterson didn't deserve to get fired. He, I mean, but he had a losing season. Things happened. You know, I think Doug maybe wanted to get fired too, but that's another story. It's the NFL. You can't get that emotional about your buddy not, you know, getting fired. But and then I think it took him out of his game a little bit. I, I don't think I think the Eagles were not. He was more revved up about, you know, you know, coaches always tell a player you got to stay on an even keel. Um, Sirianni wasn't on an even keel this week. He was a little too emotional, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about uh, Fletcher's, uh, Fletcher uh, Cox and his uh, lack of production. It's not to me. It's not so much of a lack of production. It's more. It, it just looked to me like he. You know, I know he's getting double teamed a lot, and I get that. But it doesn't look like he's putting out max effort to me. I mean, he's dancing around with his double team, and then, you know, at the very end, he might shed a, one of the blockers and grab on and try to pull the running back down. But I'd really like to see him penetrate more, get more pressure in the backfield. It, I don't know, and somebody brought this to my attention. I didn't see it, but I think they actually moved him outside at, at one well, they point. Had to, they had to try to, to try to free him up a little bit, which is interesting because well, he's not a natural defensive end. That's where he made his money. That's where he made his bones in this game was being a um, interior pass rusher that, that collapsed the pocket. And even if he didn't get the sack, he created enough for Graham to get the sack or Barnett or whoever else was coming from the outside. Um Again, no. This is what year for him? That's you know. He's up there. It's a good you're question. Kind of now. Yeah. I think he kind of. And again, I don't. I don't see. I'm not there. When you watch TV, you don't get to see as much as you you would. But um, it seems like he's kind of almost saving himself. I'll, I'll say it that way. He like like you said, he's not putting out like every play. I think he's kind of. No, like okay, I'll I'll take this series a little easier. Yeah, it's just it, it's just not Max effort. By the way, uh, Fletcher Cox came into the league in 2012. Okay, so it's his tenth year. Which you know, listen, right. we're a tear on defensive line. I'm just talking about from an effort standpoint. It no, doesn't right. look to I, me I, I, like I, he's giving out with max that. Effort. I think I think he's not putting out the max effort every series. He's kind of saving it a little bit, which is not a good thing. I mean, now now they're deep enough with the with the addition of um, Joseph and Sue that they can maybe rotate more, give them 
give him some breathers. You know, let, let, let's talk about uh, Howie picking up those two guys. You know, we've been praising Howie a lot this season. And I know. Again, when the, <laughs> when, you know, when the Eagles, they, you know, they've been struggling and stopping the run. I mean, Washington gashed them. And Howie goes out and brings in, you know, pretty two, two pretty good football players. I'm not sure how much they have left, but it looked like they played okay in this game on Sunday. So you got to say, way to go, Howie, right? Yes. I mean, I agree. I don't think these are long-term solutions by any means, but they don't have to be. They have to be – how many games are left now? Seven? Nine and one, yeah. Seven games plus the playoffs. That's all they need from these guys. They don't need two years out of them. They need ten games out of them maybe, whatever it's going to take. Um, I think Sue has more left than Joseph. Um, I think Joseph is kind of a – he was out there. He was available. He's a big guy. He'll take up some room. Sue can still play. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was pretty – I was shocked. When I heard that they, they signed him, I was like, he, how was he not – I just assumed he retired. Like, he didn't I, want to play anymore. I did, too. Uh, I was surprised to see Joseph he was, was down one I heard rumors about him going to some other places. But I, Sue I hadn't heard anything about. And I just assumed, you know, okay, he played enough. He won a Super Bowl. Okay, I don't, I don't need to do this anymore. And normally, then when I was like, oh, wow, okay. Normally, with a guy like Sue Stature in the game, and he's not playing for whatever reason, a lot of times, you know, he could be a problem in the locker room. But Darius Slay really stood up for him this week when they signed him. He said, listen, Sue's an aggressive player, but he's a great teammate. And, you know, he's been, he's been labeled with the dirty player tag oh, yeah. for a while, but it, it's not going to affect his guys in the locker room. If he's on your side, you've got to be pretty right. happy with that. No, Sue's good. I mean, there's no doubt. He's like I said. I think that that like that one kind of took me off guard because I like I said I real I didn't realize he still want. I figured he just didn't want to play anymore, or he would have been somewhere by now. All right, listen. I'm I'm prone to hyperbole, but I have to say this. I am talking to right now the preeminent authority on this week's game because you cover the Packers <laughs> and you and you cover the Eagles, so you are going to give all of our listeners. The win, not only are you going to give them the money line winner, you're going to give them the point spread winner, and uh, we're going to guarantee that. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to give people your cell number. They can call you complain. So, what, what are we looking at this week? Eagles going. Eagles should win this game. Green Bay is not. Um, they're not. I mean, they're having a bad year. It's plain and simple. You can. I can tell you hundred. We can do a whole separate podcast on why, but. Um, it happens, you know. Um, the last three years, their their team wins. They got the two NFC Championship games. Um, sometimes the well just runs dry a little bit. Uh, the offense is kind of new, in that they have a lot of new wide receivers. Uh, the offensive line is was hurt early, um, or not even. Who did they, they get back? Didn't they get Sammy Watkins back? Isn't he back? Yeah, he's, 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 he's done too. Yeah, he's kind of done. They got to get their the the kids. On the off, I mean, they have two young wide receivers that are pretty that have made some plays this year. Christian Watson, who was started had a terrible start to the season, dropped a touchdown pass on the first play to play the season. Uh, then he's in and out of he was injured, concussion, knee. This uh, the last two games he has five touchdowns, so he's coming on. Romeo Dobbs, uh, I don't know if he's going to play this week. He's been out with an ankle sprain, but I think he's we'll know later. We'll know later today, and then as the week goes on, if he practices. So that's their that's, – but, again, it, the offense, you, I, you need to take a little bit of time with um, 
Rodgers getting acclimated to the new guys, the, the offensive line coming together. But now they're healthy, finally. Uh, they'll back the Irish knee every, every once and again it acts up. But um, the offense you thought would take a long. The defense was supposed to carry the offense through the early part of the season until the offense got, got going. Yeah. The defense hasn't been nearly as good as everyone thought it would be. They looked pretty active in the last game, though. I mean, they looked like they looked pretty aggressive. Well, Dallas, that was Tennessee. They let they they did a great job controlling Derrick Henry, which isn't easy to do. Yeah. But their secondary was abysmal. They, Tennessee had guys wide open all over the place. And I don't. And that was going to be a problem this week. If if they had a hard time with with Tennessee's, I'll, I'll say average receiver. Yeah. A.J. Brown and, and Devontae Smith are going to cause all, all kind of problems for him. But listen, if you break it down and you have to decide what you're going to stop, obviously the priority was to stop Derrick Henry, which is going to, there's going to leave a hole in the defensive backfield. I mean, that, you know, well, it's just it's with the backs they have. With the defensive backs, Jair Alexander is the highest-paid cornerback in the league, and they, he's coming off, he's had some great years. He just didn't have a good game. Uh, Roswell mm-hmm. Douglas was the best of the corners. Now, they've had some injuries on defense. Their best defensive player, in my opinion, Rashawn Gary, um, is out with a torn ACL. So that really hurts their pass rush. So Tannehill, last week, just looking at last week's game, Tannehill had all kind of time. Um, right. And that's how guns get open when the quarterback has a lot of time, too. You can't cover forever. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think the Eagles, the Eagles should win this game. Now, a month ago or so, I would have told you, yeah, the Eagles will score whatever against back. The all Eagles are now. It's funny, I, I because I do Packer stuff. I was talking to Packer people, and they asked me, "Are the Packers catching the Eagles at a bad time?" And I said, "Well, it depends on how you look at it. Are they going to? Are the is the Eagles offense just in a funk that they're not going to snap out of? And maybe they do. Maybe they are catching Eagles at a, at a good time. Or are the Eagles?" Is the Eagles' offense ready to ready to explode? Mm. They had their they had their two subpar performances against Washington and Indianapolis, and now are they ready to to really get back to what yeah. they were? Listen, years? obviously the Eagles they have the weapons. Okay, now they're definitely in a funk. I mean, the last two uh, performances by the Eagles were offensively were were pretty dreadful. But uh, but I you know I and how do you break out of it? Well, you know, week to week you just see teams that are you think you throw dirt on them and, and they come alive and that's the NFL. I mean, you never know when a team is going to spark, but you know, it's, it's certainly, it's not a talent issue with the Eagles because they've got, you know, great offensive line, good receiver. I think losing Dallas Goddard hurt them. Sure. It hurts. I do. I mean, you know, Jack Stoll who replaced them only had one catch, I believe. And, the other tight end had a holding penalty, so I, I think Losing that's Goddard a doesn't one. explain AJ Brown fumbling. Well, you know, which he hadn't done all year. I mean, they they had what two or three turnovers going into the Washington well, all year going yeah. into the Washington game. Well, had Brown six. fumbles, and then you know Hurts had a strip sack against right. them to start the second. They've half. had it six was, turnovers in the last two yeah, games. Yeah, they've only sketchy. having three in the first eight games. So well, yeah, you can look at it there. You can also look at they lost the turnover battle against Indianapolis and still won the game, which right. is uh, which is kind of hard to do on the opposing field. But So I guess what you're telling everybody is bet Eagles the ranch on the money line for the Eagles yeah. and then lay the seven. I think uh, you know, yeah, you're, I, we're speaking seven. in code here, but I, I believe that that's, <laughs> that that's what I heard. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Okay. Although, yeah, only because the line, why, I mean, seven is a decent number. It's in Philly. 
Mm-hmm. So, it's, so, I mean, you, you get three points just for that, right? Mm-hmm. So that yeah. makes it a four. And, and um, I think I think Green Bay gets a little bit of a bump in the in the point spreads because people still think they're green. You know, yes, they were the last yeah, quarter yeah, of year. In the last thirty years, I just did a story about this for Packer Report. For the last and over the last thirty years, from nineteen ninety two when they when Mike Holmgren came in and Ron Wolf and they created for for Brett Favre, from that year till now, thirty years, Packers have only had four losing seasons. That's pretty. Wow. That's pretty incredible. That is, that is the next incredible. best in the NFC, the next best team in the NFC, is a tie between the Eagles and Cowboys, who've had nine. Huh. That's twice as many. Yeah, that's interesting. So that's pretty impressive that you've only yeah, had four losing seasons in thirty years. So they're kind of due for a bad season, I guess. Right? <laughs> I mean, um, and they're having one, but I think people still think they're well. It's the Aaron Rodgers thing, it's, right. I mean, listen, right. he, he is an unbelievable talent, but he's kind of a knucklehead too. I don't uh, <laughs> somehow I relish to see him going through this. I know it's a character flaw on my part, but anyway. Hey, Mark, I want to wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving. And to all of our listeners out there, we appreciate you being uh, on the bird brains and uh, listening to some Eagles talk. Uh, I promise to do my best to do this on Monday, barring any unforeseen circumstances. But, uh, again, everybody, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the holiday weekend, and we'll see you next time. For Mark Eckel, this is Ken Dunnick. Thanks for listening to the bird brains, everybody. Take care.